Okay. So we said yesterday that again the Gemara is juggling fundamentally two brises which are at contradiction, which will the resolution of that contradiction will yield how to deal with two other Mishnahis, so which are totally open to interpretation. So the two prices which are in contradiction are what we're saying here, which is um, that a, that a mayor says that a, that a behemoth is not kosher as a sukkah, a wall of a sukkah, and Rabbi Yehuda says it is, which the Gemara Abaya says is because Rameir says we're not concerned about Rameir's Chayish Lamisa. Rameir is concerned for death. And what contradicted that originally at the outset was the halacha, which is related to Brera, which is when you say Shnei Lugan, Shani Lahafrish, the two Lugan of wine, which I'll eventually separate, should be Meiser, and thereby permit a person to drink the wine from now. So. The Gemara assumed that the machlokas there between Rabbi and Rabbi, and Rabbi, Yehoshua, Rabbi Yehuda was whether or not we're chayish lebikias hanod, whether or not we're concerned that the barrel is going to break. And Rameir there said uh, it's not a problem, and we're not worried that the barrel is going to break. So the Gemara assumed there was a question, a contradiction between the ability to say that something we're assuming something's going to die versus assuming something's going to break, and vice versa. And Rabbi Yehuda. The outcome of that resolution, whichever one of those two prices you go with, will influence the way in which you reconcile a, a, a different steer and shas between two Mishnayas about whether or not someone whose husband goes and B'dian Sayyam can continue to eat truma assuming he's alive, or someone gives a get a moment before he dies, similarly, can you eat truma? I think that's even more compelling than the than the looking because it deals with someone potentially dying versus the body. It absolutely is. However, there's no indication in those Mishnayas as to who said what. So the Lord couldn't have asked the contradiction. Because those cases are much more compelling, much more similar to our issue of of the Dauphin of the Sukkah, the wall of the Sukkah, because we're dealing with death, albeit people versus animals, but be it as it may, right? We're dealing with death. I agree that they're more similar. But there's nothing indicative inherently within these two Mishnahis about the death um, of the husband regarding eating truma as to who said it. So they're basically up for grabs. They're totally based on interpretation. And the only true stira, only true contradiction which exists in the Gemara's eyes is between the two brises which ex- have explicit attribution. So the brise on, uh, by us on Gimel Aleph has explicitly Rameir saying that that um, you can't use it as a dope or sukkah. Abaya interpreting that as, or offering a rationale as it's on the basis of his concern for death. Versus this mission over here, which we're assuming has to do with, I really was saying Abaya said that the basis for that opinion was um, whether, we're, whether or not we're not, that he's not concerned with that. So we have this contradiction. And that brought us to what we started yesterday, which was the Umar reversed it. The Umar basically said that no. Really, we're going to go with our, with our brisa. That's going to be what's compelling. That's going to be what we stick with, which says that which says that Rameir is chayish lamisa, 
and Rabbi Yehuda is not. And th- on that basis, we say you can or cannot use an animal as a wall of a sukkah. And therefore, the opinion which says that you have to be concerned that the husband died regarding eating truma and that you can't eat it is, is Reb Meir. And the opinion said you could is Reb Yehuda. I, what do we do with the price about Bikiyas node? The Gemara says, Kashra Meir, Meir would say, so we have to resolve two questions. Because the contradiction with the Rameir and it's a contradiction with Yehuda. Rameir says there's a distinction, as you were mentioning, that Misa is common, whereas Bikiyas Hanod is not common, because you could take protective measures to protect it. And therefore, although Rameir says we're Chayish Lamisa, we're not Chayish Lamikiyas Hanod, contrary to our assumption. And similarly, in Rabbi Yehuda, we say a different reason as well. Rabbi Yehuda is not because he's concerned for Bikiyas Hanod, rather because he doesn't hold a Breira, and in truth, they're arguing the subject of debate in the in the in the brisa regarding um, <coughs> regarding uh, <coughs> regarding drinking the wine is is uh, about whether or not you hold a brera at all, which we discussed at length the last two the last two days, which is where we left off yesterday. So is everyone good with that calculus of the Gemara? We're, we're not trying to prove it. We're no, trying to defend that, it. Right? We're trying to defend it, not prove it. Defend it. So can you defend it using a case where Rabbi is not even concerned with that at all? It's really just on your books. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not even a question. Like, Rabbi is not even thinking about that because he's saying it's also to begin with. Yeah. Rameyer. What, what do you mean? Rameyer. No, I'm just... What, 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 one more time. What's the question? I think, never mind, I think it's invalid, because in, in our case, we're, it's not, you know, one There's no question. such thing as an invalid question. No, no, okay, <laughs> I worked it through in my head. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But is everyone good with that calculus? That's the mathematics of the entire subject, okay? So far. Why did they, I didn't understand why they reversed it. Is it because to find out who, what the real reason was behind the... They reversed it because there was a contradiction in Abaya. And the contradiction was in Abaya was based on how Abaya said resolve the contradiction in the Mishnayas. So in order to rec- which contradicts Abaya by us, so the contradiction in Abaya is a product of the way Abaya reconciled the contradiction in Mishnayas. The reason why Abaya interpreted the contradiction in Mishnayas the way he did was on the basis of the Brisa on Chavkim Olmed Beis. So we're reversing Abaya in order to neutralize the contradiction. We're just left with what we assumed to be the, what compelled Abaya in the first place, which is what the Gemara's answer is. Okay, everyone, okay. Ask the Gemara, so we're up to Velo Chayish, Rabbi Yehuda, Lebekiyas Hanod. Is it true that Rabbi Yehuda is not concerned with Bikiyas Hanod? Is that, is that really true? In other words, how could that be? There's, a, there's an ending of this brisa. They told Hanod, You're not concerned that the barrel will break. Which would mean, so like what happened, let's play it through. Let's say you, let's say you hold a Brera. Let's say you hold a Brera. You hold, you can do this thing. And therefore, I could say it's, I'm a, I'm a tight time, I need to take off Truba, I need to drink this wine, right? It's Friday, we're going to do the, like, you know, pre-Shabbos Ruach, and we don't have time to think of Meitzah, right? So what are we going to do, right? 
So, uh, so you, you do this thing, right? So you say, Shnei Lugan, Shani Yasa, the Hafer should be Meiser from now. The two Lugan, which I'll eventually leave over at the end, should be Meiser. <coughs> and if, what happens if the barrel breaks? Then retro, I've drunk in it, and then a week later, the barrel breaks. So it emerged that what happened to what I drank last week, on Arab Shabbos, that that was Tevel, retroactively. So, so Rabbi Yehuda makes this argument to remember, are not concerned with that. He says, no, I'm not concerned. Let it, when it happens, we'll deal with it, but it's not, that's not the, that's not, we're not concerned with that proactively. So the verse says, So one can infer from here that Rabbi Huda is concerned with 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 it breaking. So in other words, how can we say Rabbi Huda says this issue is not Bikiasanod? Right? We just changed the logic of Rabbi Huda. At first we thought the logic of Rabbi Huda was that he's Khaishlabikiasanod. Now we're saying that's not the logic of Rabbi Huda. He just doesn't hold a Brera. The reason why we're saying that this is not the logic of Rabbi Huda is because we had a contradiction of Rabbi Huda. The contradiction forced us to say he's not concerned with Bikiyas Anod. Now that we're saying he's not concerned with Bikiyas Anod, we have a new problem because it's belied by the end of the Brisa. The end of the Brisa says that he made this argument explicitly to Rameir. He says, Rameir, are you not concerned with Bikiyas Anod? And so therefore that implies that he, that's what he held up. Right? So as a result of the way we resolve the contradiction, we're, we're creating a new problem. Right, the problem is now we have a contradiction with the end of the brisa. By the way, I'm just pointing out. You see, from questions like this, why the Gemara assumed things it assumed in the question. Right, this was what compelled the Gemara originally to assume that this brisa was the compelling point within Abaya, which forced him to interpret the earlier brisas the way he did. Right, in other words, the end of the brisa itself says exactly what the Gemara assumed in its question. Right, the end of the brisa proves the Gemara's question, which is what it's grappling with now. Once we fall off the assumptions that we had in the question, we're left with a new problem. The new problem is Bikiyas Hano. In other words, what's the difference between Rabbi Yehuda in the Gemara's question and in the Gemara's answer? What changed? That's the question which forced Abaya to interpret the top of Chav Kibbal base the way he did. What changes? The addition of the Sefer. The rationale of the Sefer, right? The rationale... Not, not what mathematically changes, what logically changes, what position changes. The position that changes is the logic of Rabbi Yehuda, who says it's problematic. Is that because of, we're concerned with Bikiyas Anod? We're concerned that the barrel's going to break? Or is it because he doesn't hold a Brera? That's what switches. But you mean the question and the answer is that. In order to resolve our question, we need to say that that switch happens. Right? That's, what we, that's the mathematics. That's the basic mathematics of that's the question and answer. When the question we thought that his issue was that the barrel's going to break, and the answer we're saying, that's not why he has a problem with it. Of course he's not concerned that the barrel's going to break. What's his issue? His issue is Brera. Great. That yields a new question, because in the end he does say the issue is the barrel's going to break. So the, that when you have a question like that, that demonstrates the basis of the Gemara's assumption. The reason why the Gemara assumed what it did, because it knew the end of the Brisa. The end of the Brisa says the issue is Bikiyas Anod. <coughs> so now we're left with the question. Once we've said the issue is not Bikiyas Anod, to, in order to resolve the contradiction of Rabbi Yehuda, right, now we have a new problem. The new problem is how do you read the end of the Brisa? When, when we say we're not worried about Bikiyas Anod, does that mean that we're just as, just as we potentially would be, we're also going to say that maybe what he's actually drinking is 
what's going to be biased and separated, meaning there's a 50 50 chance at the end of the day when it comes to Rera. Either he's going to succeed and you know, do what he needs to do, and then the movie that he drinks will be, will be Makrish, or he's going to have the key at the node, and then he's going to lose out. Why he doesn't learn that's a 50 50 chance. So he's saying we're not choshish, such a minimal chance, that we're not choshish for it. So I'm saying, so the Gemara is going at it saying that Shemini Bakhan knows, but it could also at the same time saying he's actually going to just as easily fulfill what he needs to do. The Gemara is not saying it. Rabbi Huda is saying it. Correct. But Rabbi Huda says I'm not Chayish. Does that mean that he's Rabbi Huda, not Chayish? Rabbi Huda doesn't say he's not Chayish. What Rabbi Huda does say is to Rameyer, why aren't you concerned that it's going to break? Because what Rabbi Huda is on record as saying seems to be he's concerned it's going to break, which is what creates the problem with our answer. Our answer was Rabbi Huda is not concerned it's going to break. The next step, but the Gemara says, you forgot to read then the Brisa. Right. Then the Brisa says he does, is concerned that it is going to break. Right. But he wasn't concerned with the beginning, right? He was concerned with the beginning. So at the one, be- one week happened that he wasn't worried about Well, that's what the Gemara is saying now. Yeah, the Gemara is saying he's not concerned with it breaking. The Gemara is answering he's not. So then we're saying that's, that, that's, that doesn't make any sense because you can't read the end of the Brisa. Because the end of the Brisa says he argues to a mayor, how could you not be concerned with that? So how could we possibly say within Rabbi Yehuda that he, that he himself is not concerned with it when that's the argument, the exact argument he makes to a mayor that you should be concerned with it? Don't infer. Don't, I'm not sure. Is it, I thought he's not concerned with it. He says, oh, sorry, I and he says right. you can't drink it because he doesn't hold prayer, right? So and, and what does he hold about the Kiesa Node? The Gemara said, when the Gemara said, Kasher Rabbi Yehuda, the Mara says, Tavir la mishum dechayish b'kiyasa node, because he holds we're not even that we're not concerned about death, so he's not concerned about b'kiyasa node. So what's the issue? So why should it be a problem here if we're not if pre force he's not concerned with b'kiyasa node? So the issue here must be brayer. That was how the Gemara resolved the contradiction of Rabbi Yehuda. So then he's asking. Which implies, that he, which implies that he held of that, which implies that the Gemara's assumption in its question was right and its answer is wrong. Right? Good? No good. Not good. What? Well, there's a lot of mathematics involved. You have to sort of hold, as they say in French, hold cup. You know, you have to just keep, keep, uh, keep track of the mathematics. Right, then you never wind up taking the true man retroactively. You ha- and what I did was Kevin. Right, so if you're not drinking it, then you're not going to have a problem. And then you take but I drank it already. And as the case is, you're Friday, you're stuck. I want to drink. No, yeah, but he just says Right. Because on what basis does he say Osir? Is it because he's concerned for Bikiyasa and that the reason why we prohibit you from doing this is because we're concerned that you'll never get around to being mafreshit, and therefore right now you'll be drinking tavo. Or is the issue that we're cons- that I don't hold the, the whole thing works? The mechanism is an invalid, illegal mechanism called Brera, which is a non-Jewish concept. You know, can't do that whole thing.
you can't do the, the last two liters, it'll be fine. Because maybe the bottle's going to break. You know, that's like an example of a common you know, mishap. If you break, then you'll never be able to do it. So that's why he knows that there's no air. That's why he doesn't get rid of it, because you never know what's going to be in the next well, th- there's there are two different issues. I mean, that's an interesting question. What happens if I don't? If, if the reason why I'm not allowed to do this is because of a gzera derabanan, and then I drink it, so what's the question? Should I have made a bracha? In other words, it's not a really a question. It's not so relevant. Was I yotze the dalit kosos on Pesach? I mean, that would be the analogous question. The analogous question to our issue with sukkah would be, let's say I, I, let's say I did this, the Rabbanan said you're not allowed to do it, me the Rabbanan, because my shidon jenny vaka note, and then I use it for dalit kosos. What would be the like that would be the language in the rest of the prejudice. And he does, he is concerned about this. As he says, gradually turn the mayor. Correct, exactly. That's exactly the issue in the Gemara. That's exactly the issue. What is the rationale Correct. So we're proving from the question that that must be what he's concerned That's the question. Okay, we're good? Yep. So says the Gemara. This is what Rehuda was saying. I don't hold a Brera. You who do hold a Brera, you should be concerned that the nose is going to break. So he was only talking in Ramir's terms. He wasn't talking for espousing his own opinion. Okay? Ask the Gemara of Lochayish Rabbi Huda Lamisa. Is Rabbi Huda not concerned about death? There's another Mishnah. The Mishnah says, Rabbi Huda, Omar Afisha, Charis Mesakina, Loshama Tamas Ishto. So there's a halacha in Yom Kippur that the Kohen Gadol, when he does the Avoda on Yom Kippur, when he goes to the Holy of Holies, he has to be married. That's a halacha. It's a halacha. Right? So he has to be able to atone for his house. His house is his wife. Right? So therefore, there's a halach, he has to be married. And, the, and what if he's not married? So then the service is invalid. So a single Kohen that does the service is invalid performance of the service. Now let's say he wakes up on, uh, let's say, you know, it wasn't, you couldn't just, you know, you couldn't just wake up and do the avodah. It was a whole process. You had to be, you had to be, uh, you know, trained to do this, right? The, the, the Mishnahis discuss at length the training process that the Kohen Gadol undertook in order to be able to do this, right? Sorry? Yeah, even getting dressed, the types of clothing, very expensive, you know, like, you know, very expensive stuff, you know, at length, right? In great de- detail. So the Gemara was concerned, what if the Kohen Gadol's wife dies? So now what? So Mara says, no problem, we make an understudy. So there's a halacha, seriously, well, no, so there's not an understudy. There's a wife study. In other words, we make, a, we make him, we prepare him another wife lest, lest his wife dies, right? So the Gemara says, so why do we do that? Why are we concerned that she's going to die? Why is this a precaution that we take? This is not uh, something Rabbi Huda is concerned with. So Gemara says, Because of this importance and stringency of Yom Kippur, 
they were concerned for even greater eventualities versus um, a normative case, which is less, uh, which, is le- which is not kapara, so they did not take that into account. It's sort of interesting, you know, it's sort of interesting exactly, it, you know, these are really the calculus and when, you, when you're concerned with, right? The severity of the issue versus the commonness of the problem. But these are the factors that you take into account when you're taking extra precautions. If something's super important, you're going to go the extra mile to make sure that nothing goes wrong. If it's not as important, okay, no, no big deal. If some where difficult, right? There are a number of factors. The point is, there are more than there. Are, there are a number of factors that go into what risks we're willing to take. And basically, Gemara is saying here that when it comes to kapara, kapara atonement of Yom Kippur is so important that we're not even willing to take, a, like you were saying before, a, a minority chance. You know, Gemara doesn't really give percentages of remisa. It's all of Yom Kippur. Same thing with staying up all night. Shemar, right, Shemar, right. That's interesting. Yeah, it's like thematic of Yom Kippur. That's interesting. So maybe the whole thing is my little kapar. I'm saying that there are a number of other things in Yom Kippur that we do that are sort of beyond. There are extra precautions. That what? Oh, we saw preparation thing. What we saw? Right. Well, that see that that the Gemara said was for a different reason. As that the Gemara was to counteract the, the Stukin. As that was to create stringencies in order to... As, it's almost like, to me it sounded at least, that we weren't actually concerned with those things. That's heresy. That's, uh, right, okay, but it's a slightly different issue. Right? I hear what you're saying. Okay, gentlemen. All right. Let's go. Let's go, yeah.